Chapter Thirteen of Heroines of Travel by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Girl in the Carpathians. One of the chief features of the meeting of the British Association at Leeds in eighteen ninety was the appearance of Miss Menna Muriel Dowie, a granddaughter of the late Robert Chambers, the publisher to read a paper describing her adventures in the carpathians in a manner eloquent clever refined vigorous and womanly she described her wanderings in these out-of-the-way regions in masculine garb but alone and unattended she set out reaching in due course kolomia in poland after obtaining refreshments miss dowie put her watch and money under her pillow laid her revolver and matches on a chair and was soon afterwards sound asleep early next morning she visited the market where she was an object of some curiosity and ordered horses to take her on her way soon a little conveyance with half a haystack roped on behind appeared at the door getting inside with all her baggage including a saddle the lady said to the driver to the mountains her road lay through a flat country on either side grew tall poplars with here and there rough-hewn crosses from time to time peasants were met driving little long wooden carts which made a great noise as they rattled along many of them took off their hats to the visitor while the children ran alongside to beg in the afternoon a short stay was made at a little mountain town to feed the horses while this was being done miss dowie went into the inn and ordered food a jewess waited on her and asked a number of curious questions and was very much surprised to learn that her visitor did not know where she was going she also wanted to know to what country and religion the lady belonged then the landlord entered the room and tried to persuade miss dowie to remain in the town offering at the same time to sell let hire or provide her with anything she could possibly require promising to remember him and his family the traveller again set out and reached the next village about seven o'clock in the evening here she left the carriage and proceeded on horseback attended by a young jew to whom the animal belonged about ten o'clock they reached a farmhouse inhabited by a polish family who agreed to board her for about one shilling and eightpence a day so dismissing the jew and taking the saddle from the horse she had been riding she followed the mistress of the house into a wide square chamber soon the woman brought in soup and this was followed by tea which was drunk out of a small tumbler then tired out miss dowie made herself as comfortable as possible 
and went off to sleep in this farmhouse in company with two other lodgers an artist and a delicate man in search of health she settled down for a time and leisurely explored the neighbourhood the daily life of the villagers was not without interest to a stranger but in the main one day was very much like another there was a tendency she says in the conditions at the farm to make one fat lazy and well liking at length she arranged to leave her comfortable quarters and her departure made quite a stir at that out-of-the-way place where visitors from the outside world were few and far between jaco a peasant woodcarver agreed to furnish horses and take the lady on to cosmets for a sum equal to five shillings a day there was however a bear wood on the route and not being very courageous jaco stipulated that this dangerous part should be passed by day as he feared to enter it by night in spite of the peasants fears they passed this wood in safety once they heard something and jaco stopped dead saying bear to comfort him miss dowie laughed and fired her revolver to warn any animal that might be near that he would not have all his own way if he attacked them but no bear appeared cosmates was reached about seven o'clock where she was accommodated in the priest's house it happened at that time to be vacant the owner being away on a journey it was a one-storied eight-roomed house with gardens farmyard and fields attached the sacristan or beadle and his wife lived in the kitchen and they prepared food for their unexpected guest this consisted of potatoes and sour milk with salads made from the vegetables which grew in the garden the bed consisted of hay and though excellent sleeping was not as comfortable as it might have been seeing that it was simply alive with fleas here she spent several days and was somewhat disconcerted by the way the peasants wandered about the house and entered her room without even knocking as she was enjoying a free lodging however she did not see how she could keep them out on the sunday she went to church and saw hundreds of brilliantly dressed peasants posed in the most picturesque groups what costumes she says what colours what appearances what groups what figures what heads then at six on the following morning she resumed her travels and soon came to a great wooded mountain up which the horses had to be literally dragged the climb was such a stiff one that miss dowie was sure that no english horse would have cared to try it on reaching a peasant's hut a halt was made and milk and sheep's cheese obtained 
this with some cold potatoes they had brought with them made a very satisfying meal then to her annoyance miss dowie discovered that she had lost her gold watch back they went and sought in the most likely places where the horse fell and where they had stopped to pick wild strawberries bushes were carefully examined and leaves turned over but strange to say the watch was at length found in the polish pass continuing her journey she ascended another mountain and met with a man in charge of oxen only the day before a large bear had attacked one of the herd he fired a pistol at the beast and was in turn attacked but managed to escape to his hut and barricade himself inside unable to get at the man the bear returned and devoured the ox the mountain path now became so steep that it was a breakneck scramble to reach the valley unable to keep their footing the horses were often obliged to slide down the face of the rock it was slow and tiring work but the descent was accomplished without accident arriving at a village the richest man in the place called blinder because one of his eyes had been poured out by a bear invited the lady to spend the night at his house it was only a peasant's cottage but the rest and refreshment sorely needed were very welcome and soon the tired traveller was fast asleep in a bed of hay in a corner of the open courtyard a thick blanket lent by blinder protected her from the cold zaby was reached on the following day and so charming did this valley appear that miss dowie at once exclaimed this is luxury not a step farther do i go dinner at this place was a very simple meal it consisted of cheese potatoes bread and a salad the coffee was drunk out of a cup on which was painted the winter gardens of southport and at the foot the words made in bohemia taking a house for three weeks miss dowie wandered about this beautiful place and made herself acquainted with the people men and women worked in the fields cutting the hay and binding it into bundles but all worked leisurely there seemed to be plenty of time for everything one fine morning she set out from zaby for the high mountains accompanied by a young peasant named Jura. the scenery was very beautiful and wild fruit raspberries strawberries and whortleberries grew in abundance few persons were met on the road and a wonderful silence brooded over all the scene towards evening they discovered that Jura had lost his way and he was sent back to find a boy who had been seen playing with a flock of kids to point out the right path it was surprising how near they were to the road when the lad came and put them right 
as they proceeded in the twilight they saw a cross by the wayside it was to mark the spot where somebody had been murdered that night was spent in a shepherd's hut built of pine logs between which was an inch to spare for fresh air two large holes in the roof served the one for a chimney and the other for a window a fire of wood burned on the floor in the middle of the hut an armful of fir branches piled in a corner served for a bed the next day miss dowie climbed to the top of the highest mountain in the group it was not permanently snow-crowned but snow remained every summer in the cracks and fissures on the summit she flung herself down in a fearful glow for she had raced the final fifty yards at top speed then she became conscious that something was wrong with her the searching wind at that elevation did not cool her hot as she was her skin was dry and red she realized that she was attacked with skin and blood fever caused by the bites of numerous insects which had been a continued plague for weeks and from which there was no escape what was to be done it was indeed a serious matter to be taken ill on a mountain top and so far away from home and kindred as she sat on the ground with her back against a rock two large eagles circled above her head were they aware that she was ill and might possibly fall a prey to their beaks and talons pulling herself together she told jura to collect some snow and from all kinds of impossible places he scooped it up and brought it in his hat this miss dowie shoveled inside her undergarments next to her skin and the result was wonderful she says that snow saved my life another hut in the mountainside gave her shelter that night then she once more made her way back to the lovely zabi after a visit to Kossun, the nearest town she was conveyed to her starting point this time in a phaeton reaching the railway in due course End of chapter 13